Hello, weirdos, degenerates, and wenches. Welcome back to another episode of Unlicensed and Unhinged. I'm your host, Jeremy Granite, as always. And today I'm joined, luckily, by Mike Gaddy. What's up, Mike? Gracing your presence. It's always a pleasure to have you in the studio. We What's miss up, you when you're down. <laughs> Absent today is Alex, and she'll be back uh, when she can be. But uh, we got two special guests in the house tonight, and I'm excited to have them here. We have uh, David, Aaron, the world-famous DJ. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Reno-famous DJ, for sure. Welcome. Re- Reno-famous. Maybe once upon a time. <laughs> no, it's, it's a pleasure to have you. Yeah. Also joining us is... Is his uh, wonderfully talented young man, Justin Avery. How are you doing? I'm cool, man. I'm cool. You're going to need to put that mic just a little bit closer, my boy. Yo. What up, Justin? How you doing, buddy? (laughs) Absolutely fine. Right on. So we have uh, two individuals here that are pretty well keyed into the Reno scene. Um, They run Ideal Entertainment. Uh, That's uh, David Aaron's company. Yeah. Uh, How long have you had that going on for um, ideal formed probably about 10 years ago, maybe a little longer, 12 years ago. And, uh, really it was just an umbrella to, uh, to work in the casinos. So we were doing the nightclubs up in, uh, Tahoe. Well, still are. Um, but I had to form an LLC or just, uh, just get a business license and insurance just basically. So we had a way to get paid through the casino. So, so you can play mm-hmm. by the rules for a yeah, little bit. Yeah. 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 So that was just basically forced me to form an actual business and uh since then it's kind of grown and we're still doing the the casinos and i still have djs working underneath our umbrella all the time that's cool that's how you became a ceo huh yeah (laughs) (laughs) how about you justin uh when did you join into this whole adventure um i would say it's around 2006 that david and i first met under the wing of uh, the legendary Tim Manis at Lightbright Productions. Yep. I feel um, like I've heard of them before. Yeah, Lightbright. Yeah, that does ring a bell for some reason. Do a lot of a lot of Sacramento stuff. That's why, because that's where I I, I came up. Uh, I went to high school in Fair Oaks, Sacramento area. Right around there, yeah. Yeah, so oh. I, fe- I feel like that was connected to uh, the first Still Dream somehow. I feel yeah, like, yeah. Okay, yeah. Because yeah, like we I, was I was at Still Dream once. We so. were all doing Still Dream, and Tim... <laughs> nice. Uh, did a lot of years where he was doing sound and production for Still Dream too. So we were always there. Myself, my brother, we were all part of Still Dream doing those those events. And then, yeah, cool. Tim always had his his company running out of Sacramento, doing a lot of the local stuff there. So. We probably ran into each other. I didn't even realize it. Probably this has, this has small world shit. Yeah. But when you're only two hours away from a place, that happens. Yep. Yeah. So, much much love to Tim Manis. Yeah. He's uh. Our godfather, kind of. Brother from another mother. He's yep. what, he's, he brought you guys in, put yeah. you up on game. So, I mean, a lot of my business now, what I'm doing is um, comes a lot from the help that I've learned um, from Tim and running uh, sound and, and learning the production side of the business. So I ended up buying a, a large sound system from him when he upgraded his, his uh, stuff. So um, that's kind of where we're at now is now we're, you know, we got our casino contracts and then we're doing sound and lighting on the side and that's kind of growing too. So that's all because of Tim kind of, kind of pushed off his old gear on, on me. So right, <laughs> helped him upgrade and helped you get your start. Exactly. Yeah. He helped kind of push me into something new. That's great. dude. I think I was looking for something new to, to, divide, to uh, diversify what, business. What were you doing before? Yeah. Just 
DJing up at the lake. Okay, the, yeah. We've been up there for about 15 years um, up at the uh, Bally's, which yeah. is, used to be Mont Blue. Right mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. And so, so you guys, you have a pretty regular bookings there? Yeah, every weekend I've been handling that for 15 years. Oh, wow, okay. So, so if I'm not up there... You're a fucking staple up there then yeah, at this point. Yeah. yeah, like I've been there for a long time. And nice. You can catch David at Opal at Bally's any weekend. Probably. Yeah, most weekends. If I don't have something else going on, I'm, I'm doing the club up there. So that's kind of like... Right on. My go-to, and then if we've got other side gigs and the sound and lighting stuff, I'll, I'll do that. Yeah, I first met you at the very recent uh, Pride that was over here yeah. at Winfield. Yeah, we were doing the production for the, cool. uh, the DJ yeah. stage over there for uh, the Up Till Dawn and Fresh yeah. Bacon stage there. So That's when I saw your guys' equipment for the first time, and I was like, oh, these dudes are yep. for real? Yep, yep, yep. And I, you Shout mean, out to Rec Note. And that, yeah. I, that's to say, I don't know shit about music and everybody who knows me and, and especially my buddy Mike here, um, I'm the least musical person you'll probably ever fucking meet. Which is actually one of the reasons this podcast started was because he wanted a way to relate to me being so into music. So I, I started drumming when I was in sixth grade yeah. and I toured and, and recorded in studios in L.A. and I have this passion for it. And he was like, we, we had conversations like, you know, what is a way that he can get that interest in it? And one of them was starting a podcast to talk about music. Okay. Such a great one. Yeah. yeah. yeah, And that's one of the segments that we're going to do in the future is uh, we're going to, we're going to highlight like local artists. It'll be me and Mike. And the, the name of that segment is going to be two audio files and an idiot. Okay. And, because the way, the way Spotify works out is if, if you put your music on Spotify, if any, any music that is on Spotify, I could play it live on this podcast with no licensing issues. It's okay. like baked into the whole agreement. So we can, we can listen to a song. Someone could feature a song for us. We can listen to it. Then I can ask my questions about it, and then my my music expert, my in-house music yeah. expert, and the guest, right. whatever level of music knowledge that they we, have. And then we can talk about it. And they can teach me something, you know? That's one of my favorite <laughs> quotes from Jeremy is, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it, yeah. Let's talk about it, okay. Which is another reason the podcast started. Yeah. Um, but it's a, it's a pleasure to have you both in-house, and it's, it's great to be able to kind of get, uh, you know, our hands on, so to speak, people that have been part of this music scene in Reno and yeah. probably watch it develop. And yeah, I've been there for a long time. Yeah, we started DJing probably in the late '90s and and going to raves and club events and stuff. How, how old are you, by the way? Forty-two. Forty-two. You don't look a day over yeah. thirty-six. That's I, I blame that all on low stress. Yeah. Lots of having fun, drinking. Yeah. Doing what you love for a living. Just, just been DJing clubs every weekend for you know twenty years. <laughs> so. I feel like I feel like that would be a cool lifestyle, but. I feel like it would also beat the shit out of me personally. It it's definitely one where I've seen it beat up a lot of people, but <laughs> yeah. I've always tried to practice a little bit of balance. So mm-hmm. with with the DJing and the rough lifestyle, I always balanced it with extreme sports and uh, things like that. And obviously, now in my older age, I've beat myself up to the point where I've disabled myself permanently and uh that's a fucking story i, yeah. I mean <laughs> he used to jump into burning man yeah oh nice. really nice. nice we've done a lot of a lot of crazy extreme sports and that's kind of yeah. uh that was that was always the the other end of like we we were in the nightlife and partying and i'd never wanted to get sucked into that so hard that i you know it just it was a scary concept like going down that hole and just getting sucked into partying too hard. So yeah. I always had to like counterbalance that with like something like a um, sport, sporty uh, athletic, you know, try yeah. to not beat myself up too hard and, and just, I don't know, I guess I eventually took it 
to the extreme, but, uh, yeah, I just always was out snowboarding and that was my like therapy yeah. and, and that was my, my getaway from like all the, the, uh, other side of. Well, yeah, because you can't you can't stay up till four o'clock in the morning, yeah. fucking doing drugs with the homies. No, no, and no. then get up and go get the fresh pouty. You yeah. know, <laughs> no, no. That's so you can't really not. A you can't have a full I mean, night of fresh pouty and get the fresh pouty in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think, that, I think that's that's what sets David aside from um, a lot of the average bear in this music business is that he's always been so <clears throat> multifaceted and unique and just full of adventure and never gone down the rabbit hole too far always stayed on top always had a certain level of respect for people definitely icon mentor for me um we toured with um with tim for a handful of years or off and on whatnot um i took a big break disappearance for a minute and came back in and all of a sudden, Dave owns all the equipment that Tim had, <laughs> and uh, I'm like, carrying the this torch. Is, yeah. This is cool. Like, yeah. I mean, because you know, Tim is 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 captain. You're doing it wrong, quote unquote. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm like, dude, this is tight. But uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, Dave has always been um, very. Popular, uh, respected, and everybody will say good things about this guy. And it's it's like it's always just a pleasure to do anything under his wing. Um, he's making headway with, you know, base camp right now, uh, and then you know the handful of all the other Godfathers within this community: um, Travis Rose, Fresh Bacon, mm -hmm. Steve. Just trying um, to make stuff happen is the the way I always look at it. Yeah. Yeah. And his roster of DJs, we got you know. Bird, Steve, like just just all these yeah. like great guys. We've like, just been connected with these guys forever because we've been yeah. DJing in Reno forever. And it's almost yeah. like y'all came up together. Yeah, you know, like we like, all started around the same time. We were all young, going to raves, going to whatever events were going on around town. Well, and on the subject of what Justin was just talking about, let's 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 just take a little jump into to the recent uh, Bass Camp Festival, as I like to call <laughs> it. Bass Camp bass. Yeah, on the river. So, yeah, on the river. So this is this is a just a segue. I'm gonna get back yeah. to that question. Yeah, yeah. So next year, any base camp event that happens, me and Mike are gonna dress up in like fishing vests okay. with little <laughs> tiny children fishing rods. Yeah. Oh. And yeah. with glow sticks on them, and then we're gonna throw a fit. Like we're gonna we heard this was bass camp. We're gonna the act hella confused. You know, <laughs> all you, about bass? You could always throw like you know maybe a little dollar bill, yeah, maybe yeah. a little baggie. I don't know. If it, Fish it out there and yeah. reel it in yeah. and get somebody to chase it. So we're going to just like, dole the hooks. We're going yeah. to like complain to the staff that how we bought these fucking super expensive tickets for bass camp. Bass and camp. there's no bass fishing camp and there's no fucking fishing. We're hella pissed. That actually would be Hilarious. a spectacle yeah. and fun to watch. Probably yeah, be a viral YouTube video. We should yeah. definitely record no, it. I think it's a great idea. Yeah. They, but, would, they would love it. Yeah. But that, that, that joke aside, let's talk about it. What was your, what were you guys' role within the bass camp of this year? Oh, so this year we did, um, the production, uh, stage production for the pool party over at the J Resort. So we set up our, we have a large, a large Macaulay system that's capable of, yeah, we can set this thing up to massive size. We have so much of this Macaulay's, uh, equipment. And, uh, so we did like a eight stack Macaulay sound system, 
eight subs, eight tops. Mind you, we're the only ones in the biz running Macaulay's. Yeah, I mean they're they're an old older uh, sound company, but they're is that that's not the ones that I dirtied up. Yeah, it is. Oh, nice. Yeah, they sound good. They do. <laughs> yeah. They do sound they, great. And, hey, bang! Uh, that was out the pool party. Even though you dirtied them, you dirtied them up, but uh, they, those things are they're not going to get damaged, man. They are just fucking tanks, solid cabinets, man, yeah. and they sound good. But um, we uh, set the stacks up for the pool. Uh, they did the the pre party kind of warm up to the park with uh, good Head times house. ahead. Well, good times ahead at the pool. Okay, yeah. and then uh, that was before on Saturday before the the main concert event. in the park. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Sunday they had the after party out there, which was even better. Like they had yeah. uh, odd mob five times mm. as many people. Dude, yeah, they flooded. had odd mob and. Um, Omnom, mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah. playing that day, and that was yeah. Dude. I can vouch. I was there for both both days. Yeah, it was. Great, I like. I elected not to go to the main festival. I just don't generally like the, the fucking suffering crowd. out in the heat among way too many people. Yeah. Like I, I, and plus, as you know from the proximity of my apartment, if I want to hear the fucking music, I can go on my roof. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, literally like, open the window. Yeah, I could just open here. my fucking deck and just listen to it. Yeah. But I did the pool party both days. Me and my friend yeah. Alex. It was cool stuff, and man. It, you're right. Saturday was a little calmer, yeah. but it was nice. It was like a good. It was good work into. What do you think it. of the sound? Sound was excellent, you it was know. On point. I, yeah, it was great. Like yeah. I, I think you know, you probably had some limitations for how much you could push in that in that area. No, nah, but, but it filled the space really. pretty nicely. <laughs> but you know, I'm one of those people. Like yeah. I have like old man vibes when it comes to my sound yeah. enjoyment. I like to be able to hear the fucking music, but I also yeah. like to be able to have a conversation. That's close, that. That's, you know, and like, that's the the whole idea with like a quality sound system. It should always sound really good. You want a good range of frequencies in there but you want to be able to have a conversation too so i'm always out there eqing and adjusting and making making yeah. sure it's i not, seen you i seen you rolling around with the yeah, screen yeah i seen you like going to different parts yeah with your screen and i could tell you were just like yeah, yeah let's try yeah that. yeah change that just out try to like keep it sounding yeah. you know you just don't want to hurt people's ears yeah and it was perfect dude the whole time i didn't have any issue i i held conversations at the table we were sitting yeah. at right by the corner but if of you're the right up in there right up in the middle like it's it's it's, it's Banging right in the middle. Yeah, I walked. There will I walked always there be live EQing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, I feel like that that has probably got to be the fucking industry standard for professionals. For sure. You're for not. Sure. You're not just gonna set your shit no. to, and then expect five yeah. DJs fucking sound to fit it. You know what yeah. I mean? Like every DJ, man. You know. You got to tweak old it. Saying if you ain't if you ain't redlining, you ain't headlining. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like. We actually yeah. have to sit there. DJ Dan. Kinda, DJ we have Dan. To, <laughs> You can't even you can't even just like narrow it to like one person. It's pretty much all of them. Um, but we have to, that's the sound guy, man. They they have to sit there and yeah. and they have to kind of overlook all the DJs and make sure their levels aren't just pushing too hard because once they start hitting the limiters, then it's going to start sounding kind of yeah. You know the quality starts coming down because they're pushing just uh, just a, a distorted signal. Starts clipping so, and distorting. Yeah. So yeah. if we can keep yeah, we got to be the kind of the buzzkill a little bit because yeah. they want to keep turning it up and but we have to they can't keep turn turning it, them down. Yeah, they can't they can't go they can't bypass your control. Of yeah, the I mean sound, overall yeah. overall they can keep pushing it, but they're just going to sound worse. Yeah. It's going to start triggering the, uh, the the compression and limiters and. We're in the yeah. process of revamping our monitor rig yeah. to uh, compensate for that fact. Well, not compensate, but well, it, it's going to sound, sound damn good yeah. mm. for the DJ. <laughs> yeah. And not have to 
bring to that's right because it's a big difference from what they're hearing behind the speakers what's where they're facing you know well you know like uh, generally like uh, a lot of places they'll just bring two little self-powered like speakers and call those monitors right they're probably like mids and highs but a lot of of the bigger uh, headliners will actually demand like a a three-way system which is sub mid and a high so they can hear their entire range they want to feel the bass they want to hear the whole range yeah, so um, it makes sense. You, you actually you have to put a little more effort into the monitor rig for, yeah. for some of the headliners. So. I can't imagine that you can know what the fuck you're actually doing if you have if you just have a limited view of your own range. To me, that sounds like as if there's an artist sitting there and they don't have any idea what their what what their bass is doing. Like, there's no way that they can mooderate it that well because i've i've stood yeah. behind the rigs before and i was shocked the first time yeah to i find mean, like how little you can hear right. compared yeah to out on but the i mean side of as them. long as they're getting a kind of full range of of their sound they're happy uh yeah. but it's gonna it could sound totally different out in the front of house because yeah. you know it's a whole different space to fill with yeah. sound and then from there it's up to the audio engineer to kind of Clean it up, make, make it, it sound work. good out there, and that's why there's always someone out there EQing and and kind of adjusting levels that the DJ's not paying attention attention to. You always see that nerd with the with the uh, tablet out there looking, yeah. walking ten feet, then yeah. ju- adjusting yeah. a little bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the tablets, man. The the tablets are they're key. Yeah, they're Fucking awesome. critical. You didn't have that critical back in the tool. Day. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Normally, like you'll just you would have just like a, a front of house engineer little yeah. they'll have their little, little tent, setup, yeah. the little little tent out front like i've seen that usually yeah. Yeah. The, the little island yeah. in the middle of the crowd I mean, usually it, it, it does kind of make a difference too that i'm running like i'm like i'm running a, a point source sound system and when you move around you actually hear different it sounds different as you move around the crowd and whatnot but you know a lot of the guys running a, a lot bigger uh, line arrays and stuff these days they can just sit out in the middle of the crowd and and they're going to get more consistent sound spread out mm. over the crowd because they're just a lot more modern sound systems. Right. And they throw sound differently than what I'm running, which is just point source. I mean, it seems like the deepest fucking rabbit hole to me. It is. Just, oh my gosh. Just could, in the progress of learning how to make this podcast. I don't even, I don't even claim to know all that much about sound. I just know a lot about my yeah. particular setup. Yeah. So I'm, I'm learning a lot. Uh, about my own sound right now, but you throw me in front of like the controls of a completely different system. That's going to be relearning from the ground up. You know what I mean? That yep. seems that seems like a fucking. That seems like it'd be terrible. You know, like yeah. it's fun though. It's 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 a constant learning process. So um, I'm I'm down to keep learning, and I like to keep myself challenged. You know, so yeah. I mean, isn't that what it's all about though? Absolutely. Like, isn't it about just continuously growing in your art? And then collaborating yep. with people, and then Absolutely. every every person that you meet and you interact with or you yeah. work with, is a lesson of what either you should be doing, or or sometimes what you definitely should not fucking be doing. Yep. You know, because we've all met those bad examples in our endeavors, yeah. and and the good ones too. And for me, that's a big part of this podcast. Also, is to be able to sit down, get some people on a mic, learn some things yep. I don't know. Yeah. Kind of improve my craft because my craft isn't music. But it is adjacent, you know, there is the audio component because I'm a conversationalist and I like to talk. Yeah. And this is no a, shit. No, you don't know that. <laughs> See that. And that's where you're, you're just as important because I'm not the type of person that would do something like that and be this outspoken, like, like name or I don't know, like, I'm just, yeah, know, I can sit here and be quiet and be fine. But, um, it's, it's important that you're out there doing that side of the work yeah. and you're, you're shining light on different 
Oh, that was loud. That's okay. Don't worry about it. This, uh, this podcast is built on the sounds of like fucking ice cubes and me, glass. Me slamming down my beer. People <laughs> fucking drinking and like what? occasionally a vape hit gets yeah. through, you know. Yeah. I don't care. It's all but, part of it. Yeah. One, but one time, one time Dave's wife, Dana, uh, she told me, <clears throat> I asked her, I was, I was like, why doesn't he play more? He's so good. He could be getting gigs all day long, paid gigs. And she's like, he doesn't think he's good enough. And I'm like, what? What? No, that, yeah. it's not that. It's that he's shy one. He's a shy one. It's that uh, <laughs> a lot of talented. I don't practice like enough, that. man. Like, uh, like there's these guys out there. They're just they did they practice. Okay, that's there's two separate sides to this. There's one you throw me in a nightclub that's top forty music in 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 the casinos, and I can slay all night long, no problem. That's brainless to me. It's 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 yeah. a formula that I've mastered in my own mind right. young dmc but when it comes to like actually like playing music where you really need to like tell a story and like and do research on your music and mm-hmm. like really dig and that's a whole separate side of of djing for me um i don't practice enough in that realm i gotcha you know what i'm saying because no, totally you want it, it to mean something we're old school yeah so it's like i want to take a, i want to take a journey to... you know like when i mm-hmm. when i want to go like drop like a proper house set I want to like. You want to build it a couple yeah. weeks out. Yeah, I and you want to you want to be ready with all your transitions, totally. and that sort of thing. Yeah, and that's my my uh, my biggest fault is I don't practice enough in that. It's I can see though. I can see where it's almost. A, <laughs> I can see where it's almost a gilded cage that you've created for yourself because you're always the guy putting on the event. You're yeah. always the guy doing all the infrastructure and do, and building you know the technology and getting everything in place and and adjusting everybody's levels yeah. to the point where it's you know. You would have to give up that power and that skill to someone else in order to be the guy up on the stage on behind the decks, you know? Oh, uh, yeah. But at the same time, it's like I've taken a lot more interest in, in becoming the person behind the scenes, like uh, organizing and, and doing the sound part yeah. and, and like architecturally how to run the inclined. Sound. Because yeah. if I don't do it, who's going to do it? It's like that's kind yeah, of the way yeah. I've that's... kind of like when I, I'm like, okay, we want to throw events. So what's up? Like, okay. Yeah. There's not a lot of doers out there. Yeah, there's not yeah. a lot of doers. We talk about that all the time in our circle of friends because yeah. me and Mike are the me and Mike are the fucking handyman. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? We're both from the trades. You know, yeah. he's an auto mechanic uh, historically, and I and I do HVAC and refrigeration. And with that, all that being said, everything from electrical to mechanical. When yeah. me and this motherfucker go out, we step out on the yeah. playa. Like we got all our tools with us. Yeah. Your fucking somebody, generator somebody goes something? down. We we handle. Yeah. We make it That's happen. Good to know. You know? And you, like, yeah. Make sure you drop your address. And yeah, <laughs> I can say on that note that. That's probably one of the main reasons why I've been so committed to working with David under his wing and trying to build this thing that we're doing as much as possible. Um, because I come from San Francisco, Oakland, Sacramento mainly. Yeah. In my younger years, I've only been in entertainment within the Reno community for only three years now. Mm-hmm. I got you. And I, oh, every time I visited up here, like, yeah, we got a cool scene, it's but great. it's lacking something. And I feel like it's lacking mass. Um, I feel that's a lot because of the area. The area is true. just smaller than a lot of um, yeah, true, but, uh, other but, uh, like metropolitan type areas. And then with the recent generation, um, you know, house music yeah. still needs to be definitely acknowledged more. Um, so on and so forth. Reno's always Whichever had a good, way good you want to have it. Reno's always had a good scene, and right now I feel like it's it's booming right now. Yeah, it's popping Tons off. Of stuff going on. Yes, it's grown a lot. The city's grown a lot, but there's also like, and I and I think it, a lot of this has to do with 
the city of Reno, like the, the local government is, uh, it's been pushed into these nightclubs. And back in the day when we would do raves, we would literally pull a permit from the city of Reno for whatever spot we wanted, a skate park, an yeah. empty warehouse, whatever. We would pull a permit, we would throw a rave, no big deal, whatever. And then they hit a point where they didn't like what we were doing because it was getting so big. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, 1,500, 2,000 kids into a warehouse. And I mean, fuck they yeah. got weird about stuff and they started, they started uh, just like, not giving out those like permits. Like clamping down on it. So they stopped giving out those permits and that forced everything into nightclubs mm-hmm. and just uh, already like set up uh, like concert venues, you know, like. Well, that could stun us. The knitting factories and the cargos and, you know, like that. And too, for me, like that, that strikes on something that's like, you know, goes back into my origin story because I grew up, you know, going to high school down in, in Sacramento. Yeah. We were going down we're like late, late nineties, early two thousands. We were going down to like Oakland and the Bay area. Yeah, I mean, to I these, was too. To these fucking illegal warehouse yeah. waves where you'd, pe- you'd buy your ticket two, three weeks out. Yep. And then there was a hotline you would call the yeah. night of and you'd call it early and it wouldn't say yep. shit. It had like a little recording yep. on it, you know, yep. 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 like call back later, call back at this time, call back at this time. And you're just fucking sitting there antsy. Yeah. You got the dude at the computer with the printer getting ready to pop off the map quest. Yep. You know what I mean? <laughs> map quest. No, that's, and yeah. Those were, that was the way it was done back then, you know? And, and um, it was fun though. It you was know? so much fun. It's funny yeah. because it's kind of simmering right now. I feel like the art and music community is getting a little bit more highlighted every year after COVID. Like the city is really entertaining the arts. Like they are, they're feeling yeah. the magic. And I mean, Dude, like the influx of heady people, really, if you really have been there since the beginning, you would see heads coming up here like Serge Rockwell from Clockwork Productions or uh, uh, who, who's the other one? Denise was up here for a minute. Yeah, like yep, some of the and they didn't these kids didn't even know who this lady was, dude. Like, dude, I mean, some of the older, older crews, you know, yeah. like, we're all familiar. With but uh, and then like like Skippy from from uh, UV 99 lives up here. Yeah. I mean, I, I couldn't believe it. I This was all just revealed yeah. to me um, <laughs> a couple playas ago. And I'm just like, oh, my God, dude, yeah, we're these all are here. Some of the biggest producers from the Bay, yeah. Bay Area, California scene. And, well, you know, I mean, it, makes it sense. would be you so gotta, cool yeah. to see some of these people get reinvolved. Oh, my God. Like, they're so professional, yeah. man. They, they, they have the ground. Like, <laughs> And what's I'm, cool, like you were saying, Reno in general, like the city of Reno has always had a forward thinking uh, attitude towards um, the arts and all yeah. this stuff. And that's kind of why things, are, I think things are headed in a, in a good um, direction and always have been. Um, they've always been mindful of the arts and music and, right. you know, whatever. Should be an oak, so, open playground. Well, yeah. that's what I'm saying. This city is just fucking ripe. I mean, this is it's, the, it's the hub just for ripe, Man, dude. You know, like, that's they, why I'm saying, how could that. they not? How could it not be happening before now? I don't know. Yeah. But I am quite sure, year after year, the five that I've lived here, and I grew up. I grew, I actually was born in Quincy, California. If you guys oh, know yeah, where that's yeah, yeah. the home of the High Sierra Music Festival. Yep, if yep. you ever been there. Yep. So I, I've been coming to Reno my entire life, and you know, once I got out of the army, I moved back here, and it's, it's well, I guess it's hard to compare because COVID happened right when I got out. You yeah. know. But other than that, though, I just keep seeing. 
more and more music festivals going off. Mm-hmm. And the fact that you can pull a permit and, and reserve the whole fucking Winfield Park yep. right there by the river mm-hmm. and just throw a fucking banger with yep. international headliners. Yep. That's a fucking something awesome. to behold, yeah. dude. That's and sick. I've and always and, liked that about Reno. And yeah. I've always been that forward thinking. Yeah. And and uh, back in the day, I used to work uh, for uh, community access television. Um, doing their, you know, video production and stuff. And we worked closely with Reno. We worked close, closely with Sparks. We worked right, yeah. closely to Washoe County, um, mm. all those uh, government entities. And uh, the city of Reno was always just about pushing, like, the future and, 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 you know, new ideas and just so open and accepting to things where, like, the city of Sparks... Their their local government was just so closed minded and yeah <laughs> yeah dude I don't remember I, I, I forget the guy salt. I forget the mayor back in the day what is Gino something I yeah. don't remember but uh, it was just like listening to my grandparents just like a grouchy man. just like, a grouchy old fuck just 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 <laughs> we don't want any of this. knock the dust off we don't want any of that yeah. do you remember you know? do, I don't you were actually it's probably before you yeah time, but probably. when they used to do the the farmers market Thursdays out in Sparks like on whatever uh, out in front of the Nugget out there okay the popping Thursday party with like tons of vendors and bands and food yeah. and this and that and uh you know a few fights broke out yeah of course <laughs> and it happens but you know you could also blame that on uh just poor planning um yeah. maybe not enough law enforcement who knows i don't know whatever right but sure. they eventually just stopped doing it because it was like oh it's getting too rowdy oh, no, and it's, it's getting like, rowdy but that was the exact mindset of that local government that was just so off-putting about anything awesome just no growth no nothing just like everything about that town and their their local government just sucked i think that's a problem for a lot of reasons but the two that i'd like to highlight is are the following like number one when you do when you stifle people's ability to get out and do that Mm -hmm. they're still gonna they're still gonna excise that energy Mm -hmm. elsewhere and in other ways that may not be as organized and they're going to be doing worse shit more dangerous shit when you push it underground that's number one and number two as a city you're leaving fucking money on the table when you do that like what the Mm -hmm. fuck is wrong there's never never just canceling something you know, because you had a couple problems. Like, is that the answer? No. Do you figure out a solution to that? Like, how do you how do you stop? Like, yeah, get ahead of those problems. Is it <clears throat> kid like underage drinking? I don't know. Is it? But like, yeah. figure it out. Whatever. Like, <laughs> the festivities in this region probably bring bring in more revenue than the average taxpayer dollar on a regular. Dude, I heard yeah. I heard high August nights. Brings fucking five hundred million dollars. I saw that article. Yeah, I couldn't even believe. I was like, God, I believe damn, it. I believe it's it. Yeah, a lot. that's Huge. fucking I mean, crazy. Look money, at the though. demographic, man. It's all rich old people, expensive yeah, cars, tons of disposable income. Mm-hmm. And they're just playing with their cars. And yeah, for sure. Spending money and the yeah. number just blew my mind. I was just like, yeah. holy fucking shit, dude! Like, yeah. you, that's the thing, though. Recreation is probably the biggest industry. You know, if I you mean, think what, about it. Did they ever, do you know the numbers that come out of Burning Man? It's like uh, the people passing through town. Like I know is I've heard about, I've read about it before. I just don't have it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's the thing too, is like, you got to understand that people are going to people and part of people is the need to celebrate people. You know what I mean? Like, and if you want to fucking, if you want to build a a culture and you want to build a city that's effective and has a lot of tax revenue, you got to, you got to not only city plan for the spaces for those activities, which Reno does a pretty good job of, yeah. I would say. But hey, you need Elon to... Elon loves it here. Yeah. Yeah, you got to foster. You got to foster that fucking environment and you got to keep that cash yep. flow. 
But that being said, we're at the 30 minute mark, and I usually like to take just a quick break once we've had an interview. That way, anyone can hit the bathroom if they have to. So uh, just hang on, folks. We'll be right back. And we'll be right back. And we're back. Okay. So we just got into a lot of the history and the current times in the music atmosphere. But what I really want to talk about is the current projects you guys have going on. So let's get into that. Let's talk about it. Um, right now, we have, uh, we're going to be doing sound, um, I think just sound, for uh, the next Base Camp show, which is Borgor at uh, the Reno Aces Stadium. In that, is that what it's called? Which used to be Freight House, which is a Freight heady House. club. Yeah, it's just a nice big open area they have out there. And uh, they're doing... Super cool atmosphere. Yeah, they're doing a Borgor show there. We're going to do the sound for that. Um I'm excited for that one because the Macaulay sound system really shines with that style of music. So, so the heavy bass, like, uh, just, I don't know. It's something to be felt. So if many, anybody's, many, if anybody many wants to hear across this system, yeah. If anybody wants to hear the Macaulay's, uh, that's the one to do it at because it, it's, it's going to be, what's the, what's the date? What's the timeline on that? They're doing that August 26th and August you can, uh, you can go to their website, uh, base camp fest, Basecampfestival.com, I think, I think it is. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that the ticket info and stuff's on there. Um, right on. Uh, that's their next show, and I'm sure you know here, here and there he has me uh, he asked me to throw bids in on shows. So um, I hopefully we'll have another one after that, not too long cool, down cool. the line. Yeah. But you know, Borgor, that's nice. That's yeah. awesome. That's awesome. That's Borgor's, good... yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah, that's a, that's a good one. That's a great name. Um, but for ourselves, I I'm working on some stuff. We're, we're trying to line up some uh, Burning Man after parties uh, after the burn for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. That's still in a tentative. Uh, it's been told that we can do it, but we're still we don't have anything 100 percent confirmed. But it's like 99 percent confirmed, I think, that uh, we're going to do some stuff like Monday. Dust Tuesday, off in Wednesday. the pool at Jay Resort. Yeah, uh, so I can nice, see that. Nice. I can see that hitting a sweet spot. Yeah. You know? So Stay we'll just tuned. We're just going to like kind of let things fall into place and. Uh, you know, whatever DJs are available, we're just going to, you know, it's just going to be chill, but we're going to try and do something out there um, on the Macaulay's. It's, and we have a big shade tent out there that's uh, set up, so it should be nice little. Yeah, it was pretty nice. I, oasis. I, it's the little pool oasis. It, it was quite excellent, I will say. Yeah, I really like that. And You know what sucks is uh, uh, the Jay Resort is actually tearing out that entire pool after this summer. So that whole area right there is going to be their new like valet like front of the building. Are they going to have right. another pool? So from what they've told me, sure they're they they're building a whole new tower across the street, like next to the Gold oh, okay. Plaza. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. yeah, they're building a whole tower right there that's going to have like a new pool that's like elevated, like up, like above. You know, yeah, that'll be build a cool. skywalk from here. Oh yeah, yeah. So it, it'll be like a, <laughs> a pool line, that'll probably have a zip view line? and everything. If you see, if you see me on the roof swinging a grappling hook, <laughs> mind yeah. your fucking business. A zip line from the top, <laughs> a zip line from the top of the Eden Towers down. Yeah. Yeah. How cool is that though, man? Like that's gonna be there, and they the J in general. Shout out to them because yeah, they, they came spot, out swinging. They're just all about the entertainment. And I'm like, hey, you know, we're entertainers. What's up? Perfect. You're, you're like, so, um, well, I mean, I think it was probably a good foot in the door to do that pool party. Yeah, you, you, know. you better believe their management was watching. Yeah. So you know like, I mean? we're, we're just like, what can we do for you right now? Like, yeah. look at us. Look what we can do. Look what we can provide. Because yeah. that place is they're They're going somewhere. They're bringing something special to mm-hmm. downtown. Yeah. I just see nothing but great things happening with, uh, you know, the, their projects. And uh, 
I don't know, like I've seen a lot of people bitter about them tearing down old shitbag fucking hotels. Yeah, but, but the Sands was fucking hot garbage. Let's hot garbage, yeah, yeah. Hot fucking garbage. I didn't but feel clean when I went in there. You know, like, <laughs> I'll tell you what, when I, was a, when I was younger, I delivered pizzas, and I used to have to come downtown all the time and like go to all these shitbag motels. Mm-hmm. And people are like, you're gentrifying downtown Reno. And I'm like, <laughs> you know what, dude? Like, if you delivered pizzas to some of these hotels, Thank you God. would have seen, <laughs> are you, do you really want to like, you stand up for that <laughs> yeah, yeah, because want? I've yeah. seen into those hotel rooms uh, uh, and nothing it was nothing good was coming out of <laughs> Not, those uh, shitbag dude. motels out of downtown Reno. Dollar fifty Bud Lights and thirty five dollar rooms. Oh God, dude. <laughs> Eight time I came. That just that just I could just smell I could just smell I could just smell <laughs> the STDs and heroin needles. <laughs> and here's what, the way I look at it: they're coming down to like make Reno a better place, yeah. the, a bigger, better. Towns they're doing for a great entertainment. Job. It's really sparkling. Why would you say they're doing something bad? Like, yeah, no kidding. <sighs> I, I mean, people people get like that when it comes to progress, because uh, you yeah. know. Some and don't get me wrong, I could be a little bit guilty of this too, because I do love my little hole in the wall fucking bars. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I like that vibe where I can yeah. go in and it is a little bit dirty. Yeah. Shout out to Fireside. Yeah. Shout out to Forty yeah. Club. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, yeah, the dive shit. bar is a special place. For yeah, sure. for sure. No but shout outs to Shifters. Shifters, goddamn, that's a cesspool. Didn't that place close down? <laughs> uh, it's done now, so. yeah. yeah. Okay. I think someone bought it though, because I saw some I saw some uh, uh renovation going on in there. I don't need shifters to open back up. It's way too close to home. <laughs> speaking of that though, <laughs> laughing sample. Oh, little, yeah. Yeah. Speaking of uh just little, you know, dive bars and whatnot though, like one of the things I've noticed in Reno since we were kind of young and coming up, what happened to the after hours in Reno? You know, like three o'clock, that's when the after hours would used to kick off in Reno. Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah. the only place I know for that currently is Dead Ringer. That's or the t- only tonic. place. Or to- yeah, Tonic. Yeah, tonic still, you know, they still go late. They're holding it down. I, I always put like an extra pair of socks on before I walk well, into Tonic. Everybody, everybody, <laughs> called, everybody called Reno a 24-hour town, and especially like with COVID happening, like yeah. even like the Walmarts aren't cl- open for 24 hours. Yeah. All the 24 yeah, hour stores. I've only been here three years and I'm still I'll, adjusting. I'll, yeah. I'll give credit to, uh, to Vic, Vic Krulik. Yeah. He's yeah. still, he, his up till dawn label. They're like, we're going till dawn. I love and Vic. they do. Yeah. But that whole mentality of, you know, like the, like Reno used to like shut down. Yeah. Never. Yeah. Right. Basically never. But yeah. It's just, yeah, like after COVID, I feel like everywhere it's like 9 o'clock. We're mm-hmm. down 11 you know, for like, Walmart. Um, strong survive. Shout out to it. Roberto's. But it is Roberto's true, though. <laughs> it, is, it is true, though. I've been at many of the venues here in town, and it's fucking 1 a.m., and they're closing the yep. doors, and I'm like, what the fuck dude, is going on right so now, let's dude? get these after hours going again. It's 3 o'clock is when we're starting. Bring the afters back. I agree. I like, I, you know, I'm even a fan of the after-afters. After-afters. Yeah, that's when you party into like dude, 9 o'clock, 10 I, o'clock in the morning. Okay. The after-afters, There was dude. one after-hours I remember. Aren't we at that venue right now? <laughs> <laughs> there was one yeah. I remember that uh, would start at 6 a.m. And it, where the West Street <laughs> Market is now, yeah. there was a guy that, that did an after-afters called Juice. Huh. Oh, God, that sounds and perfect. And it started at 6 a.m. And I remember we'd go there every, like, we went there a few times. I, it didn't last long because I think it, the idea was just terrible. Yeah, it, and probably the worst. But I activities it. It happened was, there. Yeah, it, I, I thought it was awesome. It was I wonder like, how many unwanted pregnancies happened there. I have no idea. Several <laughs> unwanted pregnancies probably happened a in lot that of building. Drugs that <laughs> you yeah. shouldn't be doing. I, don't I feel know. pregnant. <laughs> 
but it was so cool just the the the, the after hour scene what happened to it man like let's bring it back yeah everybody's, for real. For everybody's real. gotten so soft we need to like get back out there that's kind of uh a good selling factor of the entertainment business as a whole for reno is that you can go as long as you desire without any That's Reno scrutiny. man. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's like, it's the whole thing that separates Nevada from the whole rest of the fucking country. Absolutely. You know There's what I mean? Like, be a human. Yeah, that's true. But in, in entertainment wise, DUIs than California. I don't know, man. Maybe, I don't Maybe, know. Yeah. Cause you can stay. Yeah. You don't have I to mean, leave. Yeah, yeah. Dude, pushing people out at two o'clock in the morning. Like, wait a minute. Yeah. They're, that's like just when they're getting started sometimes. Yep. I can, I can, you know, I, I can know. vouch for that. There's been times at Dead Ringer when I was like, I'm just going to come and have a couple beers yeah. and I'm going to leave around midnight. And the sun's coming up. And then it's like, it's fucking 2, 3 a.m. and I'm fucking wasted. Yep. And he's like, we're not closing until the fucking sun comes up. And I just start drinking water and I watch the sunrise. Maybe pass out on a couch. Shout out That's, to Uber, yeah. Lyft, yeah. Mm-hmm. Reno Sparks Cab Company. Yep. Three, 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 three. Damn, that's a number nice. you can never yeah. forget, dude. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, were, they knew what they were doing when they did that. Yeah. I don't know. Nevada's not being very Nevada at the moment. I feel like we can do better. I think the whole goddamn country went bitch ass after COVID, it but did. you know did. we gotta get we gotta yeah. get no, back. Nobody wants to work hard anymore. Come on, guys, let's go. Yeah, let's yeah that was a sad <laughs> thing too after COVID. People taking advantage of like not having to work and getting yeah. paid for it. It's uh, called the big. You know quit. what, dude? I got. I was very lucky in in the fact that I am set up the way I am as an LLC and whatnot, and I was able to take advantage of the PPP True. loans. Yep. And um, for that, I'm super thankful. Yeah, that was good. But I tell you what, dude, nothing felt better than getting right back to work yeah. and just like. I bet you, you when know, you cracked that first show off, can you tell us the story about that? Uh, Do you remember it man. well? Uh, well, it would have been Alpine, yeah. Yeah, the first show we did after we, uh, it was Alpine. Yeah, we did a, a Thanksgiving. No, we did a Thanksgiving. Oh, the Thanksgiving. We did a Thanksgiving show. I set up. I wasn't there. I'm just sorry. to to get our feet wet a little. Yeah, just to stretch out because. <laughs> We hadn't done anything in a long time, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just we were working uh, like our DJing stuff, like uh, nightclubs and stuff like that. But we hadn't actually thrown a show in a long time. So we ended up just like doing like, hey, let's do a, like a, a, ben, um, a charity fundraiser where we got a couple of barrels down there for Northern Nevada Food Bank. And um, we did the Wednesday before. Thanksgiving. Did you have Joey out there? Was that Joey Joey Mazzola? Did he show? No, up? no. We had uh, Denise. Just, it was just Denise. Denise yeah. and uh, Carrie somebody. Groove Cartel and oh, just some Cartel. of the locals. Yeah. Just some of the locals, and we just did a free show. Carrie free show looks with like uh, Perry Perry Farrell from <laughs> Jane's Addiction slash Porno for Pyros. If you ever if you, if you ever think you see him, it's just Carrie. <laughs> I have never thought about that. <laughs> Isn't it legit? I have to look now up that, a picture of the guy now. No, no, you pull one up on your phone because I think I know who you're talking about. Uh, and when I met Carrie, phenomenal DJ. <laughs> no, no, dude, producer, drummer, like that guy's a talent. Yeah, he's a drummer too. I'm a drummer. I, yeah, I know Carrie. He, yeah. he sold my he sold my coworker at her house. <laughs> now a great real estate salesman. Yeah, there you go. He's dabbling in all fields. A man, he a hogged man. all the conversation with Sammy Legs, though. I didn't appreciate that. Well, uh, you know, I guess you're going to have to... You have to share. You're going to have to share, man. Sharing's um, but yeah, so we did that uh, Thanksgiving show, 
for a Wednesday night. Like we had yeah. like a hundred people out there. Nice. It was awesome. You know, we got a couple hundred pounds of food to go to the, to the, uh, Northern Nevada food. So Bank. was it like by donation of food? That was your ticket. Yeah, that was the ticket. Yeah, yeah that's cool. That's and, a good uh, idea, though. Yeah, major I, I'm, Bay I wanna Area try, vibes. I want to try to do that every drives. year. Every year, I want to. do Yeah, it you know, and that's that's something that uh, unlicensed and unhinged podcast we've been talking about. Yeah. We want to we want to have a little bit of a charity wing too. Yeah. So we'll we'll keep yeah. in touch on that because we would love to contribute yeah. to something like that. Dude, that'd be awesome. Should actually have some city official guests to yeah. conversate that would be a good about idea. these topics. Yeah, as well. I'll, I'll bring them right in here into the apartment and hide the cocaine tray. David has <laughs> the plug on that. David's in there like swimwear. Yeah. Where? With, With the city, city officials. The city no, officials. not me. I, I haven't worked he knows near all their the city. Names. No, I don't. I'm, I'm a little out of the loop right now because I, I worked with them like 15 years ago. But on the, on that subject, I didn't want to interrupt you. Let's get back into the story. I want to yeah. hear more about this. But you know, like this was the first show we did uh, with our sound system because I I uh, basically when I picked all that up, it was during COVID. So that's when I I uh, decided to start focusing on my secondary part of the business and sound and lighting and junk like that. So that was our first show coming out of COVID. We had the new sound system. Uh, we went over to Alpine. They had a very small sound system in there. And we we're like, no, we're going to bring our own stuff in here. Hmm. Uh, you know, we wanted to kind of test the waters. And it was it was perceived really well. The people that came out, they were like, have, sounded having amazing fun. in that venue. Yeah. Like and people that, were, that people were room. starving for it, too, yeah, at that point. At that, yeah. starving, at that point, you know? yeah. Like, people were just ready to get out. And you know what, dude? One of the best party nights of the year, always the night before Thanksgiving. Yeah. That is... Yeah. Everybody's always. off. Yeah, I'm yeah. always Everybody's down. off. They need a little escape from their yeah. family. They're I'm ready to kick it with a day or two. You know? I'm always down to throw a show the night before Thanksgiving. Yeah, fuck yeah. We are, we'll always make it a uh, charity, you know, food drive, whatever. Yeah, Just fuck make yeah. it a charity event and uh, donate the money. But uh, that was kind of our first, you know, getting our toes back in. And um, I pretty much could see right there like like we got something good going on because you know like we could we can literally take our system and we can go into a room that has nothing and just turn it into something as long so as i got power right all we need is good power yeah all you need is consistent you steady should hear power. us at cyprus yeah. ah yeah i bet yeah, you bang that did a couple floor. cyprus shows yeah uh you ever levitated they they have a decent <laughs> yeah they have a decent little meyer system in there but um we like to push a little harder so uh, we would bring in our Macaulay in there, and uh, we did like six stacks in there, and made the wow. fucking floor yeah. shake. It, it, it Shout out great to in there. Sammy that, that whole room, it, just has, boy it just naturally has yeah. good acoustics. They have it sound treated pretty decent. Yeah. So I was there for the wigs and onesies party this year. It was really oh cool. yeah, was, yeah, that was, yeah, that was yeah. Sick. Uh, I saw the pictures. I probably would have gotten kicked out. <laughs> it was wild. Yeah, yeah. No, that's another great venue. It is. Um, Gosh, yeah. So we're kind of at the point right now where we're trying to figure out what we're going to do next. I'm trying to figure out, you know, like I'm 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 open to new venues. If there's any venues out there that need, uh, you know production done, we're down. John Ray's as well. We're expanding a little bit, maybe. To what? John Ray's. John we're Ray's. mostly house, right? Yeah. And hopefully, expanding into multiple. I mean, the, when I'm doing my shows, it's Avenues. like I kind of, I kind of, I lean towards what I want to do personally. Yeah, and that's fine because you but know, you gotta keeps cater. me happy. But but we yeah, also I'm want not everybody opposed. To I'm not that. opposed to like diving down into the uh, 
the other genres that are that are doing really well right now in the dance music scene. So, yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's one thing I always bring on the bass. That's one thing I always appreciated about Ringer, you know, is like yeah. it, that they consistently move multiple fucking genres of music through that yeah. building. Mm-hmm. I mean, you you can go one night and have a fucking hard style dubstep night, and then the next night is fucking goth night. Yeah, and you and you got like which yeah. just had their ten year anniversary goth. Night. Oh, nice! Shout out uh, to them, dude. Yeah. <laughs> when me and Mike were doing security there, those were some of the the best like fan base, like just as yeah. far as the chillest people. Some of those niche little markets, man, they're just so great bad. people, dude. I just wouldn't want anybody to think that we're not multifaceted. Yeah, you know. Oh no, do we, anything. We man. we love everyone. Yeah, for sure. It sounds like y'all are always up for the challenge too. You know, yeah. like. As, as complicated as those little genre switches might be, yeah. I'm sure you guys can handle it. You know, dude, as as long as there's people doing stuff out there, you know, like and they want some help, like we're we're pretty much down. So, fuck yeah, yeah man. People, that's the thing is, I want I want to see more doers in in the area, and there have been a lot since COVID. Like, there's been a lot going on in Reno. That's true. So that I'm stoked to see, and it's actually challenging me mentally because I'm like, okay, there's all this going on, so. There's been nights where like uh, our our schedules conflict with others, and we try to avoid that when we can. But like, okay, so what now can I do that's going to be a little different? How can we change it up? But that's kind of what's cool about owning our own system and our own our own capability to do our own complete production is right. like we can take an empty room and form it into anything. So well, that's what I'm kind of like looking for right now is where can we go into that yeah. can't normally facilitate like like this because I can do it you know, next to nothing because I own the equipment. I mean, let's just mm-hmm. say a hypothetical, if an individual would be able to gain access or ownership or lease of like a warehouse space, yeah. do you think you would be interested in some sort of future project of like maybe reinvigorating a permitted, you know, yeah. like warehouse rave that had the kind of the, the chops of oh, the old dude, school? I'm all about it. I'm well, all about yeah. it. On that topic, you know, back in the day where we grew up Bay Area, we would have as far as warehouse venues, <clears throat> major warehouse venues, major. we would have a house room, a trance room, mm. a happy hardcore room, Back then a drum and bass hard- room, yeah. jung- <clears throat> a.k.a. jungle. Yeah. So when have you ever seen that in Reno? Never. Okay. You can no, no. go to an event and experience. There was one nightclub, one nightclub that did that, and it, it lasted a few years. Uh, it was that old Reno Live building on Second and Sierra turned into it was Reno Live turned into Metropolis after that, and then kind of went downhill after that. But uh, there was they would have their big main room was normally top forty. Then they had we we that's where I started out house DJing was downstairs in the basement club underground. Uh, that was one of the other side rooms. They had like an '80s side room. They had a they had a freaking room with sand in it, you know, it was like uh, a, a beach room, and nice. it was just all covered in sand. It had like five different rooms. How about in there. a foam room? Uh, yeah, that'd be uh, great. That's just a little messy. It's yeah, doable. It, does, it does get. It that does was get a little there hard was like do. a short period of time when that concept was really popular, but like that club would do like 1500 people in a night back then, and it yeah. was it worked for a little while until it, the place was kind of dingy and was it not managed well was it was not managed the greatest probably hard to maintain that that kind of of atmosphere dude it's a lot of work yeah Yeah. i mean it was a big building that's a like massive building but it it worked for a couple years but it wasn't maintained well it was uh 
it was run pretty poorly. After so long, you imagine how much beer was spilled and it throw up in the it sand. Did. It and smelled. <laughs> it smelled. It real was terrible. Bad. Real bad. Like kitty litter. But <laughs> it, was, uh, it was a good concept. I think it was a little too big for the area. I get it, yeah. But it worked for a while. Does Tim still do foam? Nah, you sold it. <laughs> Yeah, we we used to do some phone parties here and there, but yeah, yeah. I, I've been to, I've been to a couple of phone parties, but they get a little gross. Yeah. Nobody booked yeah. me for that one. <laughs> no, there, I've seen some I've seen some fucking sex crimes happen in phone parties, dude. <laughs> I don't know if it was a crime, but yeah, it was a crime to my eyes. Yeah, uh, I f- didn't see you. <laughs> God, stop. Uh, no more, no more phone party. Yeah, yeah. No, no more phone party. You're out. No, Dude, let's throw a phone party. No. <laughs> oh, well, that's funny because we have a just... phone party happening next week. No, uh, no Dude, <laughs> everybody it, would come. Th- it'd be super funny if I just hit a button right now in this whole apartment filled with phone. Yeah. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Yeah. Surprise, bitch. <laughs> Can you open those windows so it's like spewing nah, but out? I got, I got a door. I got a door. I got a little, I got a little balcony. We'll put the pixel bars on the outside of the building. That's what that little fire extinguisher <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. If you got Full a fire, fire with an apartment this small, if you got a couple of fire extinguishers, it's the same thing. As a is foam fire rated? Is it? No, I thought that's just <laughs> yeah. It should be. What's that code? Sixty nine, sixty nine, sixty nine. I don't know. Well, it's great to have you guys in, and I appreciate you guys giving me the time to get a, a little bit more knowledge and to learn about yeah. your history and what you guys are doing. And I want you to know that uh, Unlicensed and Unhinged is an ally for any of your guys' upcoming events. Even if, even if you don't have the time to stop in and, and, and yeah. sit down with me, if you guys got upcoming stuff, we'll blast it on our socials and, and we can stay in touch. And with that yeah. being said, I would like to give you guys an opportunity to shoot your socials, do your shout-outs, anything you want. Go ahead, Dave. Um, you can check out any of our shows that we have lined up. Uh, we usually do some email blasts when the when things are going on. Um, if you go to idealnightlife.com, you can uh, you'll scroll down the page at the bottom. There's a uh, email list subscription button. You can put your email in there. Usually, we have whatever's going on listed on there. So um, there's that. Or my personal uh, website, djdavidaaron.com. And uh, that I usually try to keep updated with whatever's going on, but one of, either one of those. Yeah. yeah. And you guys send us, you guys send us uh, your links and everything yeah. ahead of time in the media package. So just know those will all be in For the sure. about section of this podcast. Yeah. Uh, anything else you got to add to that? <laughs> That's all I can think of at the moment. No problem, bud. Thank you. <laughs> what about you, Justin? Yeah. Just check out uh, Justin Avery Carrillo on Facebook. Um, pretty much one of the only Justin Avery's. Not too popular, not too less popular. You know, uh, he's making Justin Avery seven seven five on Insta. Up and coming, up and coming. Yep, that's how I'll refer to you in the bio. I'm just a, uh, I'm just a paid from the neck down. But I'll vouch for that. Don't, don't, don't sell you, don't sell yourself short. No, no, no. We're we're the out ne- there. The neck to the lips is valuable too. Shout out to everyone who knows me and loves me. Uh, and a uh, big diss to everyone who hates me. <laughs> Shout out to you for coming and, and setting this whole thing up. I do appreciate this opportunity. Plus one on the rooftop parties that Jeremy here is hosting. Uh, we got tomorrow. Yeah. I'll be playing at 5 p.m. Yeah. Uh, we got PJ, a.k.a. Zebra. To be fair, this opening. podcast will very likely not be out before that event happens. Yeah, probably <clears throat> not posted by them, but 
big shout out to these wonderful times that we yeah. have here at this venue. But if you're hearing this, there will be more. Yep. And there will be blood. Yeah. <laughs> You'll probably yes. be able to uh, catch the uh, August 26th show, though, Base Camp. We're going to be doing sound out there if you want to come check out what, okay. we're, uh, what we're setting up. And uh, yep. Borgor, he's headlining, so... A lot of people are going to be stoked about that. All the yeah. old schoolers who know Freight House, magical venue. Right awesome venue. What about you, Mike? You got anything you want to shout out? Uh, just you can find me on Instagram at Gaddy underscore official, as usual. Um, that's pretty much it. Yeah. The podcast here, Unlicensed and Unhinged, at Unlicensed and Unhinged Podcast. Uh, it's always fun sitting and talking with new people, sharing our ideas, talking about this, that, and the other. Yeah, I agree. It's been a pleasure, and uh, as everyone who knows me knows, this is all that I live for, and this is all I'll die for. And uh, you can always find me at jgranite underscore official on Instagram, and I don't even need to say because Mike already did, but unlicensed and unhinged at Instagram. And uh, keep following there because we're going to be doing some new things soon. We're going to be dropping some video clips and maybe doing some live podcasts at different events things some collaborations with our different artist friends so just stay tuned for more and thank you for listening live from jerry lago good night and goodbye